Hi, my name is Minda Hartz, and I'm your host of Secure the Seat, your weekly podcast that helps women of color secure their seat at the table. And it's not about just you getting to the table. It's about bringing women of color along with you. So when you secure your seat, that doesn't mean you just kick your feet up, don't say anything, don't do anything, don't use your influence use your influence. Don't be grateful to just be at the table. Don't be grateful just to be in the room. Use it or you lose it. Uh, Early in my career, I had some opportunities to be in the room and at the table uh, early in my career due to sponsorship. And and, uh, I often just sat there (laughs) like a deer in headlights because I was just happy to be there or I had the imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm not going to say anything because these people are older than me. They have more experience than me. But clearly my sponsor felt like I had enough experience and wanted to bring me to the table. And so when you're in the room, don't question why you're there. Just own it. Be in it. And also bring other people along with you. Look around the room. Who is missing? Use this as an opportunity to bring in good folks. And if you have to be the one to bring it up and say, hey, uh, we're talking about talent or we're talking about inclusion or diversity, what does that look like? Are we recruiting at the right places? What are we doing to retain the women of color that we have? And let's say you don't have any women of color in the workplace right now. What are you doing to make sure that they feel included? Recently, somebody asked me what I thought diversity and inclusion and equity looked like. And I thought about the analogy of your house. And and I think about this because we're in the holiday season and many times some of us host at our home if you celebrate the holiday season. And you don't typically bring your guests to a dirty house, typically. (laughs) Okay, follow along with me here. You clean up, you get it ready, you prepare for when they come in the door so that everybody feels comfortable, they feel included. You might even go as far as to find out what people's favorite drinks are, what their favorite desserts are. They're not in your home yet, but you want them to feel included when they show up, right? You're gonna clean the bathroom, you're gonna make sure toilet paper's there, you're gonna do all the things to make sure when people come to your home, that they feel comfortable. They have a place to sit. You're not gonna invite people over to your home and you have stuff all on your couch. Nobody can sit down. And that's how it feels sometimes as women of color. We're in these spaces and you did not prepare for us. You're just, "Hmm, yeah, come on in the house. It's junky, it's dirty. There might be some microaggressions on the wall. There might be some traps along the way, but just come on in, make yourself at home. You don't feel included. You're just trying to find a place to to sit, trying to fit in. And I say that from looking at two perspectives, right? If you don't have any diverse talent in your company organization right now, what are you doing to prepare? What tools and resources are you giving management? And if you're one of few, what are you doing to help educate and also bring other people along with you that look like you? And um, again, another part of inclusion is equity. And so you might get people in the door and yes, your place might be clean and there's places for folks to sit. And for the first couple hours, they feel like, oh, I can, I might be able to take my shoes off now. I might be able to get comfortable. But then 
they find that every year you're just kind of doing the same things. And after a while, that person, maybe it's that woman of color, she feels like she doesn't want to come to your home anymore because there's no other opportunities. Yes, she has a place to sit and she could take her shoes off, but there's nothing for her to eat at the table. There's nothing for her at the meal. She doesn't have a voice to be able to say, you know what, I'm actually lactose intolerant and I can't have cheesecake. You know what I'm saying? So I know it might sound a little far off, but that's how it feels like having equal stake, having equal footing. And as we go into 2019, it's important that we get our houses, quote unquote, and I put that in air quotes, our houses, our organizations, our companies, we get it together. Uh, So today is one of those episodes, my heart to heart, you probably already felt that in your spirit, the way I'm talking, but if you are new to Secure the Seat, welcome. And if you've been rocking with me in the first season, second season, or the last couple of episodes, you know you're at home. We talk about issues and career development to help us secure our seat at the table so that we can bring other women of color along with us. And yes, a lot of our content is geared toward what's it like for women of color in the workplace. But I hope that if you are a listener and you consider yourself an advocate or a partner on this journey with us, that you're learning and growing as well, because it's all hands on deck. Like we can't do it by ourselves. And so that's really important. Um, So today I actually want to let you know a couple of things. So I have two more episodes that I'm going to release after this one, and then I'm going to end the season. And I've just enjoyed season two. I hope you have as well. If you've missed a couple episodes, make sure you go back. And if you haven't had a chance to leave a rating or a review, I really appreciate that. Thank you to those who took the time out. It takes less than 60 seconds for you to leave that star rating or uh, a comment. So I read them. I see them. Thank you. So today's episode, I just want to talk about some two lessons I learned this year. I mean, I learned a lot, and I'm sure you did too. But the lessons that I learned were key as I'm continuing to secure my seat. And as many of you know, I have a book coming out in August of 2019 called The Memo. (laughs) And uh, I also have a company that I run with my co-founder called The Memo. So you can go check us out at myweeklymemo.com. And I've just learned so much. You know, I've done a lot of webinars this year. I've done some keynotes. I've done a lot of panels where I've been a speaker. I've been a moderator. I've done a lot of one-on-one calls. I've done a lot of consultancy calls. And when I look back on the things that I've learned, and it's two things, and I've touched on one in the past, but one is health. This year, I had quite a few health issues, and it's because I run myself into the ground. I am a workhorse, and I've said it again before, and I'm actually saying it to myself again, that you cannot secure your seat if you are not physically secure. And so working seven days a week, all day, all night, is not healthy. I've gotten a little bit better in the last couple of months, but not by not by much. And so I'm thinking through, I mean, even just, I'm sharing something with you. Two weeks ago, I had a, a minor surgery 
and I had a bigger one midsummer. And so if you follow me online, you may not even know that those things happened, A, because I didn't talk about them, but B, I try to keep going. I keep pushing myself in all of this stuff. And and I just realized that my health is way more important than anything else. And so as I enjoy this work, I want to be able to live a long life so that I can keep rocking with you. We can keep advocating together. We can keep being deliberate and not afraid and moving the needle forward. And so I've learned to, to put myself first. I'm learning. That is a journey. If you've found some tips and tricks to make that work, please let me know. I am thinking through even potentially moving out of New York City because I feel like living in New York City ignites the grind. And it's a grind, 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 hustle till it hurts type of city. And and naturally, that's the type of person that I am. That is who I am. It's in my blood, in my DNA. And I feel like in order for me to find some balance, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices. And it may seem like a sacrifice now, but I think it will serve me well later. And I tell you that because you might be thinking right now, what are some of those things that you have to cut loose in order to position you to better secure your seat? And that might be people, that might be places, that might be things. And I know the big to-do, if you've been following in pop culture, is this Cardi B and Offset stuff. And I'm not going to talk about what Cardi B should do. I don't know her. I don't know Offset. (laughs) We know representatives of who they are in the media, in songs. So I'm not going to get into that. But one thing I will say is... It's easy for us to look at Cardi B's life and say, "Uh uh-uh, girl, let Offset go. He's no good for you. That's not serving you. All of these things. But then we have to be introspective and say, what's not serving us? Is it the bad boss? Is it the job that I've given five of my years to that have kept me in the same position and everyone else around me is getting promoted and I'm working harder than they are? You know, you have to, I'm just putting out some examples of things. So what is it going to take? What are some things that you're going to have to eliminate? And they might seem like sacrifices now, but they will better serve you to be able to secure your seat. And the other thing that I want to ponder and kind of marinate on is eliminating people. And we talk a lot about toxic work environments and toxic people at those environments. But who in your life outside of the office, and you can even think about it inside the office, do you have to cut loose? And I know you've heard the saying, people are in your life for a reason, season, and a lifetime. And then they're in those buckets, right? And then some of those people keep reoccurring, (laughs) depending on the situation. But as you think about 2019, I'm not telling you to set a resolution. I'm not even telling you to make a vision board. Now, there are frameworks in which those things are helpful. And I do use vision boards uh, and write down my goals. So that works for me. But that's not what I want you to do if that's not your thing. But what I do want you to think about is what commitment are you going to make to yourself 
going into 2019? What commitments are you going to make to yourself so that you can secure your seat? So I'm committing to my health. I've already started changing even more so of my diet than I was after my major surgery. But I realized that there's some things that I still have to cut out. And that's dairy, uh, cheese, <laughs> all these different things. That, and I'm, I should be 100% gluten-free and I have struggled in that area. And so, and I'm just being 100% real with you. But what I know is I have a big year coming up in years to come that I don't even know what the creator has in store for me, but I'll be damned if I don't get to see it because of me, because of bad choices that I've made about my health. And so don't give anybody the opportunity to mess it up for for you. And so I'm not going to let me get in the way of me because I want to have X or I want some, a cheese pizza, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. And when people see me, they might say, oh, Minda, you're petite, you're this and that. But on the outside, it may look a certain way, but on the inside, um, my body just can't handle some of the things that maybe your body can. And I'm finding that I have a lot of hereditary things that I'm allergic to and that I should not be continuously eating because it's causing some damage. And so I have to let that go. The other thing is this year I had a hard lesson in friendships. And I think sometimes we put certain expectations on our friends that, oh, they should be there for us. They should do this and this and this and this. And then over time, those relationships are serving and sometimes they're not. And it's not just about what that friend is doing for me, but also what type of friend are you being? But there was one particular friendship that I had. And I'm going to tell you that ladies, men, whoever's listening, however you identify, it was a relationship that I cut off this year. And I think about these two people. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about these two people. But in as much fun as I had with them, I had to, there was a situation that had occurred, a couple, but then the final one happened this year. And I found that each time that something had happened, I was on always on the, the bad receiving end of it. And it made me feel really, really horrible. And as I'm moving into the next journey of life, I'm not going to beg for anybody's friendship and I'm not going to sit around and not let people respect my time and my energy and my talent. And I'm the type of person that I don't ask for much. So when I ask for something, I really need it, you know, and there were some things that had happened. And even in that situation, I was like, you know what, I'll forgive them. But then I sat with it and I'm like, you know what? You got to stand for something, Minda. And yes, you oftentimes lead with your heart, but relationships, and it's not that it was a toxic relationship. It was just, it was a one-sided relationship after a while. And I loved them dearly. And I had to make a very hard decision. Um, I was supposed to be the best woman in in the wedding. (laughs) And I even had to pull myself out of that. Because I just could not continue on. And not to get tell you all my business, but I'm telling you this because sometimes we have to prune. Sometimes we have to really just assess our lives and say those people, places, things 
They were great, or maybe they weren't even great, but they're just not serving you anymore. They're not helping you be the best person you can be. And I would implore you, as you reflect on the past year, as you think about what you want out of the next year, you want a squad, you want a network, you want people around you that you can 100% trust. And my grandmother on my mother's side, she told me this one saying, and it sat with it sat with me for a long time. And she told me, she told me this when I was in grade school and I was part of the popular kids crew, right? Feeling myself. <laughs> she told me, you know, Minda, all of this won't matter much when you get older. You'll be able to count your really good friends on one hand. And at the time I had like all these friends, right? What, what does granny know? Um, but as I get older, her words have never been so truer in every sense of the word. I probably can really count on one hand my really, really great good friends that are more like family than anything. And I appreciate them so much. And we don't have to talk every day. They don't have to listen to every episode of my podcast. But it's just one of those, it's just those people in your life that you know really are ride or die at least for the season, right? I mean, I know stuff happens down the way, but people you can really trust and count on and you need those people. So hopefully you didn't feel like this today was a rant, but it was from the heart. And as you know, a couple of episodes in the season, I do a heart to heart. And just want to pose the question again, what commitment are you making to yourself? I want you to write that down. I want you to put it in your notes on your phone. I'm committing going into 2019 that I'm going to really be serious about my health because that's all I got. <laughs> I only get one body and um, and I have too much work to do on this earth to leave prematurely. And then second, I'm going to commit to much healthier relationships and I'm not going to be afraid to let go just because people have been in my life who I thought would be around forever, ever, forever, ever. I had to. I had to let it go. And I'm sure that there'll be others that I have to to let go as well. And, you know, part of that shedding of that relationship also shed other friendships because they were tied to that. And that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I had to make a big decision on that relationship. And it caused other relationships to kind of sever because they were the nucleus of those things. And so, um, and I wish them well, I wish all, all of them well, and it's still love, but I realized me going into my new season, sometimes it might be alone and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm thankful, I'm blessed. And I do have those handful of people, family and friends that hold me down. And so what commitments are you making to yourself? It's not about a resolution. It's about committing to you, putting yourself first in this life. And especially as women of color, we put people above our needs almost every hour on the hour. And so let's shift the mindset. I'm not saying to be selfish, but make a commitment to yourself that you're going to be the best to you. You're going to put the best people, the best things, the best places in front of you and in your circumference and tying it back to work. Like if you're not happy where you are, 
figure out how to make that change. Commit to yourself to finding a new environment that will make you happier. What commitments are you making to yourself? I'm going to leave that there. And I'd love to hear from you. You can go to my website, mendahearts.com. My email is there. Let me know what commitments you're making to yourself. Online, you can find me. I'm most active at mendahearts on Twitter. Tell me what you're committing to. I shared with you what I'm committing to. Health and closer, better, stronger relationships that are self-serving on both sides. So, uh, you know, I want the people that I do consider close friends, I want to be a better friend as well. And if I'm working like a horse, then I can't be the best friend that I was known to be when I just had my regular nine to five. Right. Uh, so the other thing, if you have not signed up for the Women of Color Equity Initiative, make sure you do that. I have already reached out to some of you who are on that list. And many of you have been going, have been going on interviews. And so that's great. And I just got a couple of new leads this week. So I'll be reaching out to to many of you, but you can go to mindahearts.com. So there we have it. Make sure you go and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or leave a rating or review. But as you know, I cannot end this episode without two things. I am a lover of grits and rap lyrics. And it's interesting because grits is probably one of those things that at some point I'm going to have to let go (laughs) or figure out a new way to make it, right? Um, Without a bunch of butter and salt and whatnot. But I'm not going to worry about that. One step at a time, baby steps, baby steps. Um, So I'm a lover of grits and rap lyrics. And this week. I've actually, um, it's not actually a a rap lyric, but I feel like she has bars. So it's Whitney Houston. And I've been like really vibing off old Whitney, like vinyl. Um, I have a lot of records. And so I've been listening to a lot of Whitney Houston. And the bar that I'm going to give you is real simple because who doesn't love Whitney Houston? So the bar that I'm spitting today from Whitney is, if I fail, if I succeed, at least I live as I believe. And as I'm asking you to make a commitment to yourself, don't worry about what I think. Don't worry about what your daddy thinks. Don't worry about what your kid thinks. (laughs) Do it for you. Do this one for you. Make a commitment to yourself. And so that's how how we roll. And then what does it mean to secure the seat? In this case, securing the seat is making a commitment to ourself to be great. The way we can be great is we have to look at the people, places, and things in our life and get them right. It's that. That's the formula. That is the winning formula. Put yourself in places that serve you. Connect with people that serve you. Eliminate things that don't. That's how you secure your seat. And so thank you for being with me on this journey to secure your seat where Counting down to two final episodes before the end of season two. I appreciate you. It's the holiday season. And um, I know that everybody doesn't celebrate the holidays. And it it may be mixed emotions for some around this time period. And so I just want you to know in the spirit of gratitude, I appreciate you. And I wish you well. Next week, I have a really great episode in store for you. You're not going to want to miss it. And if you haven't had a chance or you get bored or you got a long drive coming up, Secure the Seat is on deck. Put it in your 
in your um, your plans downloaded ahead of time so that you can make that move. All right. Take care and we'll see you next week. Have a great day.